Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to College Football Live. Presented by Nationwide. Coming to you from beautiful Durham. Look at that scenery. And what a scene it will be tomorrow at Wallace Wade Stadium as number 17 Duke hosts number 11 Notre Dame. You know, the last time Duke had a ranked team and they were a ranked team and it was here was 1994 and our guy Harry Lyles was toddling around <laughs> two years old. Harry Lyles, Stanford Steve, I'm Jen Latta here on College Football Live. There are only six spots left that College Game Day has not been to now that we are scratching Duke off the old list. I know these fans are very excited excited about everything we've got going on tomorrow morning on College Football Live. Just take a listen to him right now. All right, guys, let's talk about the game here tomorrow. Yeah. Both defenses have locked down opposing quarterbacks. The Irish defense leads all FBS in completion percentage and are top five in total QBR allowed. Meanwhile, the Blue Devils rank first in the country in yards per attempt allowed and are also top five in yards per play. Could be a very long day for those QBs in Sam Hartman and Riley Leonard. Notre Dame obviously needs a bounce back after their loss last week, a tough loss against Ohio State. What are you expecting in this one, Steve? Well, first of all, Harry and I were there on the field for that game I can't imagine how long this week was for Notre Dame just all they could want to do was get back on the field and when you think about that it's going to be crazy sellout crowd here Notre Dame if they they say they have a great offensive line and they have a great defense you need those things to show up because those are the things that travel in college football so I expect Notre Dame to come out and run the football they ran for 176 last week but that still wasn't enough to get the pass game open for Sam Hartman still struggled at times guys didn't separate properly so I look at Notre Dame to try and set the tone with that great offensive line to open things up for the offense and that's definitely what you're going to want to have to see out of them I think the thing that is so interesting about Notre Dame coming into this week and like you said we were there you've mm. felt how draining ready to pop that was right they, yeah. they thought they were going to beat Ohio State for the first time in 80 years it turned itself on its head and they were the better football team for 57 and a half minutes yeah. and it all just collapsed. And the thing that makes this week so interesting as well is that this has been a team that makes people pay for their mistakes. Yep. So they cannot afford to do that this week if they want to have success and come off of that loss. Notre Dame certainly cannot afford another loss. These fans would love nothing more than to give <laughs> Notre Dame its second <laughs> loss. So let's talk about those playoff expectations. Are they still in the talk here, in the conversation? I get it. Everybody that doesn't like Notre Dame is going to point out that they can't play for a conference championship. And conference championships are going to matter this year more than ever. But I still look at that schedule. Games against Clemson, games against USC, they still have a chance to make their mark and they didn't think it before the season started but they got a chance to rock knock off a, a ranked team here in Durham so the possibility is there Louisville's undefeated so when you look at that schedule I still 
everybody in the Pac-12 is going to knock each other off. There's only going to be one team out of there, I still believe. So, yes, as long as they take care of their business, they're going to have plenty of ranked wins that are going to be impressive to the committee at the end. But you have to take care of business, and it starts tomorrow night. 100%. A lot of it is in their hands, and they, but a lot of it is also out of their hands because a lot of those teams right. currently are not ranked, could be ranked, and even that Ohio State loss, they need Ohio State yeah. to look like the team a lot of people think that they can be. They're still not quite that team. They could definitely get there. But mm -hmm. if they went out, I think they're still in great shape. I always say the college football playoff makes strange bedfellows. All of a sudden, Notre Dame fans are rooting <laughs> for Ohio State the rest of the way because you need them to continue winning in order to make that loss look less bad. Uh, the longest pass play that Duke has allowed this season, guys, 24 yards. Sam Hartman has thrown 21 of 20-plus yards, so we'll see which one of those bends when these two teams face off tomorrow. Let's look at the Friday slate there, and you are looking at a list mm. of pretty good games, a four-pack highlighted by that Pac-12 matchup between Utah and Oregon State. You can also see Louisville's top five offense on the road at NC State. How y'all feel about NC State here? <laughs> <laughs> BYU meeting for the first time as Big 12 conference foes. So let's talk about that Utah at Oregon State game. It is very highly anticipated. What will you be watching for in that one, Steve? The same thing I was looking forward to watching in Oregon State last week when they went on the road. And that's what I wondered about was their defense. That was the first time they were on the road in the conference game and they didn't show up. You know, trailed by 21 points in the, in the fourth, fourth quarter. They couldn't overcome that. But I look at them coming back home. Uh, re-renovated Research Stadium will be rocking tonight. I think they're up to about 35,000. The first conference home game. And what they want to do, Oregon State wants to mash you with the run game. They ran for two over 240 yards last week. I got to think the goal is the same thing this week. Utah, we know it. Every week. Is Cam Rising playing? Yep. No. But Utah wins again. So it's not going to be pretty, but Oregon State I like the matchup here. They're hungry. They know they have backs are against the wall in that loaded conference with a loss already. I look for a really spirited effort out of Oregon State tonight. And you talk about that offense. They have put pressure on every single defense that they've faced. And with this Utah defense, when I talked to somebody earlier this year before the season started about Kyle Whittingham, he said that he felt like this is his best opportunity at a playoff because he feels that strongly, not just about this team in general, but specifically that defense. Yeah. And every single week, had they had Cam Rising, <laughs> they honestly would probably be ranked higher than what they are currently. Yep. But this is they. You, this is a game where you need one more defensive effort from Utah. Uh -huh. If you're Kyle Whittingham, you're walking out of the locker room, just give me one more. If you give me one more, then we're talking Utah in a different light moving forward here, especially as their schedule gets much difficult, much more difficult, rather, in October. All right, let me put you on the spot. Who are you taking in this one? <sighs> I'm taking Utah. Sigh! But I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I, I really don't. Just because of what we've seen out of Oregon State, what I we heard. saw out of them last week, even though they lost. Yep, you can't measure urgency, and I think Oregon State has that. Like I said, that home crowd, I've played there. It is a wild atmosphere. Things will be get weird in Corvallis on a Friday night. It's crazy. There's only one team in the Pac-12, guys, that has scored fewer points than Utah. Can you guess who it is? Stanford. Arizona State. Oh. Mm. So, again, it's so interesting when you look at the rankings and the points that they've scored. They're way down there at the list, but yet continue to winning games. Yep. All right, guys, lots more to come here on College Football Live. With Georgia and Kentucky, the only two unbeatens in the SEC, what exactly is the state of that conference? Who is the leader in the SEC West? And Steve is giving us his best bets of the week with Clemson coming off a couple of bad games. Are they a good choice versus conference foe Syracuse? That's coming up next on College Football Live. College Football Live is presented by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. And in part by 
Taco Bell. Download the Taco Bell app and vote for this month's Live Moss Student section. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to College Football Live, presented by Nationwide. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Duke football, it's a thing now. We're coming, coming to your city. The college football party out and all. Game day is always better at a first time location. I expect the crowd tomorrow morning to be epic here in Durham. Let's take a look at today's road test presented by Goodyear. Pittsburgh, 9-3 and three in its last 12 mm. road games, but lost its only game outside of Pennsylvania this season. The Panthers head to Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech in their first game of the conference schedule. That game is on the ACC Network at 8 Eastern, and we have got you covered. Kelsey Riggs and the ACC Huddle start us off with our... Jen, thank you. Welcome out to Blacksburg, Virginia, where Lane Stadium is expecting a sold-out crowd tomorrow as they welcome in Pitt. It is Parents' Weekend. It is Military Appreciation Day as well, and looking forward to a great one. Alongside Virginia Tech royalty, Eddie Royal, I'm Kelsey Riggs. Great to be with you. And, Eddie, we're going to focus on what's going to be an orange out between Syracuse and Clemson. Noon tomorrow, big game. Clemson, it's been kind of an uphill climb for them so far this year. What do they need to do to beat Syracuse? Yeah, Clemson, you got to stop the quarterback run. Garrett Schrader is kind of the do-it-all guy for them. You got to stop him. He's the big playmaker for that team. The next thing is protect the ball. Turnovers have been a thing. Dabo's been talking about that a ton, about protecting the ball, making sure we win the turnover battle. And then last, fix the kicking problems. They need to try and do those things in order to avoid going 0-3 for the first time in 25 years. On the other side of things, Syracuse has a chance to start 5-0 for the second straight years. How can they win this game? Yeah, it's three things, right? Gary Schrader's got to be good with his decision-making. That's got to be good. The other receivers have to step up, regardless who that is. Amari Hatcher, Damian Alford, they got to step up and make plays. And then third, zero turnovers. You really got to take care of the ball against this good Clemson defense. Garrett, Garrett Schrader has been so good for them. 35 rushing touchdowns. That is the second among all FBS players. Let's check in now, though, with the SEC crew. Marty and Tim, what do you have going on? Kelsey, thank you so much. Welcome to Lexington, Kentucky, where on Saturday at noon, the Wildcats welcome the Florida Gators to the big grocery store at BBN. Marty Smith, Tim Tebow. Tim, this is a huge game in the it East. Is. What stands out most to you as we enter? I think it's the running game of Florida, one of the best dual-head running back attacks in the SEC with ETN, with Johnson. They do shifts and they do motions to offset the defense. And if they can get that going, that's a bad sign for Kentucky. But the good thing for Kentucky, they have the best rush defense in the SEC. I can't wait to see this big offensive line for Florida against the front seven of Kentucky because something's got to give. This is a huge one in the SEC East. Out west in Oxford, Mississippi, LSU comes calling. Also a massive game with huge implications in the overall conference race. 
Alabama imposed their will in the second half against Ole Miss last weekend, and the Rebels cannot have a hangover this weekend in the Grove. Tim and Marty here from Lexington. Jen Latta, back to you. We appreciate that. Seven ranked teams in the SEC right now, but only one game featuring multiple ranked teams this weekend. That's LSU at Ole Miss. You can find that on ESPN. Four other ranked teams headed on the road this weekend, including Georgia at Auburn and Alabama, as they said, at Mississippi State in prime time. Harry, let's talk SEC because, of course, Georgia is still ranked number one. Haven't had a ton of challenges in that schedule so far. Are they still a lock for you to be one of the four at the end? I'm going to take them hesitantly. Here's the reason why I'm concerned. The last couple of years, the thing that has been different for Georgia is the fact that they are actually blowing the teams out that they're supposed to blow out. They always seem to leave the door open in previous years, which has plagued them, which is why they didn't win a national championship for over 40 years. And when you look at this team this year, it's like you said, the schedule has not been very difficult. And this has not been a team that has been very efficient offensively. I personally thought Carson Beck was going to look a lot better than what he has. But he has been proof of something that a recent, not a recent Heisman winner, a Heisman winner has told me, which is that you cannot replace game reps with practice reps. They're simply not the same thing. And you're seeing that with him. With all that said, I still take them, but they need to pick it up sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm very interested to see what they look like this week. At Auburn, hostile environment, old school rivalry. And when you think about the offense, they still do have guys that are missing, that are difference makers. Lad McConkie is one that I think of. That's your third down guy. That's a, that's a huge asset to have for a new quarterback that doesn't have a lot of game reps. So when you look at Georgia, I do really like the matchup against Auburn. And it's more than it have to do with Auburn just not being good offensively. Three quarterbacks last week played for them. They combined to throw for 56 yards. They had 15 tackles for loss. I like the matchup for Georgia. Yeah, that defense will travel. I think they'll be all right. They are getting better offensively, but like I said, they do have difference makers that they are getting back slowly but surely. Meanwhile, it does feel like the West is sort of up for grabs. Who are you going with? Who do you think is the best team right now representing that side? Uh, it's a boring answer, but I think LSU is the most talented team. They, you know, they, they, they are scary. But I look at that defense, and I, I look at things starting to change in the conference of teams going back to the way they used to play. And Alabama, with that defense, they're as good a unit as there is in the whole conference. So when you look at that schedule coming up, I know they got to go to A&M, but they lost their quarterback, who I thought was going to be a factor also. But the Alabama defense, you get LSU at home. I think that's the difference in that side of the conference. And when you look at the playmakers they have, I know they lost Will Anderson Jr., but the, the way they fly to the football, the secondary is way improved. And that's what the new defensive coordinator so I go with Alabama I'm going with Alabama as well and, and since we're doing honorable mentions I'm going to give one to <laughs> Ole Miss because I thought they really had an opportunity there right to prove us wrong right show us that while you guys are on the come up Alabama looks like they're down take over them and it was just an incredibly disappointing performance especially after Lane Kiffin called them out and basically was like hey this guy's not actually calling your defense and then you go out and lose the football game but that said, I'm still going with Alabama. I'm not out on this man. Like, I, I understand. You've learned that, is basically that what you're I, getting I at. have learned. I know everybody <laughs> is tired of it, right? Like, they have been running this sport for 15 years. It looks like Georgia's catching up to him, obviously, with two consecutive national championships. I'm not jumping off the train yet. I do like the nuance that you were bringing up of having the best roster but just because you have the best roster on paper doesn't mean the execution is there, Correct. doesn't mean the coaching is there, all of the other variables that contribute to wins and losses. So even though you were saying LSU, heck of a roster, yeah. some of these other things are still holding them back. All right. Yep. We have a new segment here on College Football <laughs> Live. We've got Steve Coughlin here. So we're going to play Cough It Up. 
This is where you give us your best bets for the weekend. Yeah, if and we are supposed to be just you've been coughing enough, <laughs> that's for sure. So we're going to try and give it another get. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the first game. I'm going to look at Clemson. Clemson on the road against Syracuse. I get it. Clemson has two losses in September. We are not used to seeing that. But when I watched the tape of Clemson last week, if he doesn't get sacked in that, that scooping score, they're going in to go up two scores. I love what I saw from Cade Club. Like, he took some shots last week, and he got back up every Every single time, I think Clemson's the best team Syracuse has played, and I like Clemson in that matchup. We just touched on Ole Miss. You mentioned Ole Miss did have an opportunity yep. to show what they were made of in Alabama last week, and they didn't get it done. And the mindset of the team, the way it's looking, having guys leave this week through the portal, not playing, I think this is a brutal matchup. No one has been able to guard Malik Neighbors. I like LSU didn't there to go in there and outscore Ole Miss. And then I go to the Big 12. Texas, we all know what's looking ahead next week, Red River. Kansas comes in and the most capable quarterback, I think, in the conference because of his third down conversion right. They're second in the country at 61% on third down. It's because of that guy right there. Jalen Daniels with his accuracy and his legs can keep that team close enough. I think Kansas, around, Kansas hangs around all game against Texas. I'll take the points there. Love the Kansas pick just because of Jalen Daniels, but also I will say this too with Clemson. I think it's going to be similar to what we did last year. By the end of the year, we're going to be saying this was another one of Dabo Sweeney's better coaching jobs by the end of the year. And I just look at their offense with Garrett Riley taking over. Now, now he's, you're starting to see more of his handprints on that offense. They looked a lot better last week against a great Florida State team than they did, you know, in the week one loss here. Sorry, Duke fans, you still got the win. I'm not taking anything away from you. <laughs> but I look at teams improving. And when you get a new offensive coordinator with the lack of practice time and the live reps you get, you don't know what you have in the first couple weeks of the season. Now I think Clemson is starting to figure things out. I look for that run game to get going in the dome. Harry mentioned Daniels for Kansas. I wonder if he will make Harry's top five quarterbacks Ooh. list. We've got that coming up here on College Football Live. Harry giving us those rankings headed into week five. His list may that have guy's some gonna be on exclusions there. that may surprise you, or you might get behind <laughs> Duke fans. I don't know. That's next on College Football Live. College Football Live is presented by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. And in part by Taco Bell. Download the Taco Bell app and vote for this month's Live Moss Student Section. This Heisman Update is brought to you by Nissan, premier partner of the Heisman Trophy. Well, here are tomorrow's featured college football games on ABC and the ESPN app. Number three, Texas hosting number 24, Kansas. That's at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Both of those teams undefeated. Then number 11, Notre Dame looks to bounce back from that loss to Ohio State when they take on number 17, Duke. Wallace Wade Stadium will absolutely be rocking and the college game day crew kicks off today from right here at 9 a.m. Eastern. Let's talk about a few other games that are on the schedule. Kansas, Texas, we just talked about that. What will you be watching for in that game, Steve? Well, I talked about the, the 
Jalen Daniels factor and how good he is and how I think he's the X factor in the game. But when I think about the matchup, what they have to do is they have to get that dominant Texas defensive line running side to side with the jet sweeps, with the screens. That way they could sneak guys going vertical. It's really hard to find bad Texas D line tape. Credit to our staff that found this because <laughs> you watched the first 12 to 15 plays of that game at Baylor last week. That was absolute mass destruction. They might be the best unit in, the, in, in, in all of college football when you're talking about a, a group of players. So I think Kansas obviously has their work cut out for them, but they have to get it done. I like them to cover, and I think they keep it close. What about USC Colorado this weekend? For me, this this is real simple for me, right? First off, which USC team decides to show up? Are you going to be the USC team that is not playing with your food and is putting up 60 points a game? Because you can do that on Saturday if you want to. Or are you going to be the team that let Arizona State hang around for three and a half quarters? Because that's bad for business. The thing about Colorado that I think people realized last week with Oregon is that when you are weak on the lines, a good football team, you cannot hide that against them. Yep. USC absolutely has the talent in order to make them pay, but are they going to actually do it and show up? I feel like they will, but we'll see. You had a point about uh, somebody having to tell. I just Riley. wonder what the, the conversation was like in the USC building when they realized that that game was going to be at 10 a.m. local. And like, did they have to draw straws to go? To yeah, I'm not telling Coach Riley that game <laughs> was at 10 a.m. I can only imagine what that conversation was like. But uh, I expect a big effort. Tomorrow. Let's take a look at the Heisman update brought to you by Nissan. We are starting to see the eight odds shift a little bit for the Heisman Trophy. Michael Penix Jr., the favorite at plus 225, followed closely by Lincoln's guy, Caleb Williams, and Quinn Ewers. Everyone else is at least 10 to 1. I wonder who they're booing over there. Maybe because we're talking <laughs> Heisman odds. Can't be sure. Lots of quarterbacks always in the running for the Heisman. Very early in the season, it is wide open. Let's rank your top quarterbacks, Harry. Guys, I got a spicy list, but it's not going to be spicy at the top. I still have Caleb Williams, number one. Sure. Okay. Won the Heisman last year. He's been playing like a Heisman candidate this year. Got him at the top. Okay. Good. We're good with that. We're yeah. good. Okay. Number two, Michael Penix. Yep. He's, he's been leading what the, te the team that has been probably the best in college football so far through, what, four weeks this mm -hmm. season? Probably will make it five tomorrow. Good with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Three, Dylan Gabriel. Wow. From Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. Come again. Or I've got Cam Ward. I want to give him some due. We talk about how great Pac-12. I like it. Go ahead. Keep going. And, and we're leaving out, you know, Washington State, Oregon State. <laughs> and then five, I got Shador Sanders. The reason wow. I have Shador Sanders on the list is because I think he is doing a heck of a whole lot with a very, very bad offensive line. And one other note, I will say this. You notice there are two quarterbacks that are not on that list. Riley Leonard yeah. and, and Drake May. My, my logic behind this, okay? First off, you guys are asking me who, what my list was today. Yep. Today, my mama always told me when you were in somebody's house, you have to have manners. If I was not putting their quarterback on my list, then I certainly wasn't put putting the other guy on the list. So I will say, I will ask this. If Duke wins this game tomorrow night, Riley Leonard's in that top A hundred percent. Okay. All right. Yes. hundred percent. Probably top three. So. I do like the metrics that you're using. I haven't figured them out, but I like them. I mean, a Sam Hartman's not on the list. A Bo Nix is not yeah. on the list. But again, they got lots of time his, to creep up into the hairy list. His mom told, taught him how to do his homework, too. He did his homework. Oh, I know. I play, like it. It's yeah. play to the crowd. Exactly. Play to the crowd. <laughs> of course. You got to know the room you're in. Read the room. Big game tomorrow here in Durham. College game day will be here on the set at 9 Eastern. It should be a crazy environment. Can't wait for it.